1: You can find him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Just a another do or die game
0: against a division a hated division rival. Nothing nothing new or nothing exciting, I guess. Just a run of the mill make or break in the season game. What?
1: <laughs> Stewart dies a little a little extreme yeah. because the Cowboys can make the playoffs pretty easily, even if they lose this Yeah, game. but you can't but go into the game with that mentality. Come on, we got we to gotta win this game. That's true. <laughs> uh, so coming up on today's show, the, we preview the Cowboys Week 14 matchup against the Eagles. And this one should be fun. Uh, a win for the Cowboys almost guarantees their playoff spot. Uh, I looked at basically the simulator today. If If the Cowboys win... For them not to make the playoffs, they would have to lose out and the Eagles would have to win out. That's basically what would need to happen for the Cowboys not to make the playoffs. So that just kind of shows you the importance of this game this week. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the matchups. Uh, I want to start with the Cowboys offense against the Eagles defense because I think you know, this is going to be a, a struggle for the Cowboys. Last game, you know, they were able to put up 27 points. They were able to move the ball fairly well. Um, where do you think the Cowboys have the biggest advantage on offense this week?
0: Well, I, I think that anywhere except for the offensive line versus defensive line, I think, you know, I, I'm not really at a point where – I mean, we'll see what the deal is with Jordan Hicks um, coming into the, this game, but uh, I, I'm not really necessarily, um, you know, terrified of this defense the way I feel like uh, we – yeah, you know, I, I have been before in previous years. Uh, I, I don't know that they're playing as well as they have previously. They really seem very susceptible to the pass. I mean that they don't seem to, have, you know, they have injuries, they're dealing with that sort of thing, but it doesn't look like they're dealing with it very well. So I, I feel like you know w- w- you have to find a way around this defensive line to you know work while dealing with this defensive line. But outside of that, I like, you know, a lot of these matchups for the Cowboys on the second and third levels of this defense, versus the second and third levels of this defense.
1: All right, so let's talk about a couple things. You mentioned Jordan Hicks uh, earlier. Um, He did not practice yesterday. Um, He's been a guy that's basically missed every single game since the Cowboys game. When he's in there, he makes a difference. He's by far their best linebacker. Uh, he has a calf injury. I talked to a couple uh, Eagle guys, and they basically said, you know, he's nowhere near 100. percent They're trying to rush him to get him back on the field uh, because some of these other linebackers I have, Nigel Bradham, uh, uh, you know, this—I don't even know this Gruger Hill guy—that's kind of talking trash this Nathan week. Nathan Jerry, uh, but there, <laughs> some of these guys, yeah, Nathan Jerry. It's just—it's it, just not a very good linebacking no. core. And when you pair that with the secondary that's really beat up. Uh, it's it's not a good combination. Uh, you know, last game Ronald Darby uh, tore his ACL against the Cowboys. Rasul Douglas has been kind of up and down this year. Jalen Mills is expected to be back. Um, you know, it, it, the back seven of this defense just isn't particularly good. Uh, so just kind of keep an eye out for Jordan Hicks. See what the injury report says. Uh, he could be the difference in this game. I want to talk a little bit about the, the Eagles' defensive line because I think they can give the Cowboys some problems. Uh, we know about Fletcher Cox and then we know his uh, how dominant he can be. It appears that Xavier Suafilo is going to get to start again this week. Uh, we've kind of talked about this in the show, but do you expect, uh, you know, is the reason why Suafilo is starting in this game is because he offers a little bit more size over Conor Williams? you know it's it's tough to it's tough to gauge because i think yeah i think
0: that that might be part of it but i also think that you know some of the other things that we have discussed is the uh, um you know the 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 experience in the new offensive line coaches system right and i so i think that part of that may be still connor williams getting used to going to what is going back for the rest of the offensive lineman to an old system, but for him is a brand new system. And again, learning that while learning a new position is, uh, you know, at offensive, at offensive guard is, is can be a difficult transition, especially for a rookie. So, um, I, I think all of those things are feeding into the factors of why Sue may be getting, um, uh, the, the start, the nod here over Connor Williams. Um, I don't think that the Cowboys should though be afraid to put Connor Williams in there as a third as a as an extra offensive lineman and running the ball. Um and I think you know, he, he did a little bit of that in uh the game last week and it, they had some success and they think they should continue that. Um I, I you know I, Fletcher Cox versus most anybody is a huge mismatch. Um Xavier Sufilo you hope has got taken this extra time to kind of uh, you know, get his ankle, his calf, was it an ankle? It's an ankle injury, right? Who's dealing with it? Calf. calf. Okay. It's a calf He You get his calf, uh, you know, a little bit more treatment, a little bit uh, in better shape, uh, and then hope that, uh, you know, that gets his play up a little bit too because I think, you know, they're going to have a – I think he did a pretty decent job against uh, Fletcher Cox. Did he play the first game or no? Yeah, yeah, he did play yeah, the first a, game, right? That was his, yeah, first, start. his first start. Yeah, that yeah. was his first so, start. Yep. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he, he he played pretty well. I mean, against Cox, all all things yep. considered. So hopefully, you can get some more of that. You know, I tend to think that with the situation being the way they have it, um, you know, that they, they don't they shouldn't feel, especially if Hicks is not playing, they shouldn't feel the need to necessarily have to spread them out or you know tighten them up. I, I yes. think I think yes. the thing is is that they they have few linebackers that are good. They have few cornerbacks that are good. So really, whether or not they're in ten personnel, eleven personnel or twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, yeah, uh, you know, they should probably be getting some pretty decent matchups for them, and so I I would say they should mix it up and 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 try to get, just create mismatch problems, you know. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about what's going to happen on the second and third levels uh, in a sec. But I, I think that uh, they need to play their game. They need to do what they can to mitigate the the talent along the defensive line, and then once they get Around or past these guys, and if you know they can find some help for guys like Fletcher Cox, um, then they should be
1: able to find some some success with the the rest of these guys. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Action Heat, and we will be right back. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5 volt lithium ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, ski, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an action heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, I'm glad that you brought up the different personnel groupings because that's, that was going to be my next question. Uh, and feel free to jump in but do you think the Cowboys are gonna have more success you know spreading them out at 11 personnel or maybe going 12 13 personnel against a team that's really struggling at linebacker
0: I mean I think that if they're if Hicks is not playing and even if he is playing he won't be a hundred percent I mean that that seems pretty certain um uh, you know I think that they should Feel free to to go back and forth because because they having they're having death problems at both spots you know both linebacker and corner so uh, you know take advantage of both see see where the most advantage is you know I mean I think that's part of it too is getting these guys out here seeing how their third linebacker is versus their third corner and which one is more of a liability and then exploiting both. yeah i mean they're both liabilities for sure but it's it's kind of like and that's why i because of that that's why i'm saying they should feel free to to you know not need to focus on one or the other they should feel free to do both right um, but i think that you know they should also get a handle of hey is one you know significantly worse than the other and if if so they should use that to their advantage. They should use that to uh, make sure that they get those personnel's groups out there at like on third down when it's you know nut cutting time and they need a they need those four yards that they've got the mismatch that they want and that they take advantage of it when they can. Um, uh, you know whether it's Craven LeBlanc or whatever third linebacker they're in there they've got in there. Um, you have to feel like uh, the Cowboys have to. Feel pretty confident about the mismatch. I, I mean, I have to think, just from a ten thousand foot view, this defense is not as scary as it's not nearly as scary as it was last year. I mean, at least to me. I mean, I think the defensive line is still one of the very best in football, and I'm not denying that. But it feels like the second and third levels of this defense have taken a severe step back.
1: Well, let, let's even go back to last week. I mean, if you really look at it. Is New Orleans' defense, is are they as good as Philadelphia right now? Because I would say they probably are, especially when you consider that they have Marshawn Lattimore and their linebackers are playing well. I think they're better. At the very least, they're comparable, right? I think right? better. I mean, yeah. I mean, they
0: have more talent. They have the talent spread out on on the three levels of their defense, right? Like, their linebacker core is much better than Philadelphia's, especially without Jordan Hicks, you know? And, and I they don't have, you know, even though... Antolari and all those guys don't get the credit that maybe they do, but I think that you know they are a lot more solid against the run. It's if it feels like at times or consistently solid despite uh, Eagles appearances. Um, you know, I, I, at least on the second level, Those first level guys are monsters. I mean, I'm certainly not denying that, and I think the sure. first level is the, the defensive line is where the Saints have an advantage, which is saying something because the Saints themselves also have a very good defensive line. Um, but I, I think you know you talk about Lattimore, you talk about um, some of these other guy young talented guys they have in their secondary in New Orleans. I think there's a pretty marked difference, especially in the back end on 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 how much. Better the Saints are. So uh, that's why I feel like it was more of a, a difficult task last week because you have to find, you got to make hay where you can find it, right? And, and you know, luckily enough, we got Amari Cooper who can make hay wherever he damn well pleases, uh, right over Marcus right. Lattimore's grave if he wants, um, you know. And I, I think that that shouldn't discontinue this week. There's no one on the other side of that li- line for Philadelphia that I don't think Cooper can't run all over, you know? And there's no one that's going to be lining up in the slot versus Beasley that I think Beasley can't run all over. So, um, yeah, I think that it's going to be a, a lot about uh, the better matchups the Cowboys are going to have on the outside. And um, and then I think you're going to see the Cowboys avail themselves of that, getting the ball out quickly to their uh, playmakers, you know, winning with route running and getting the ball outside. Now, now this obviously requires – Getting the ball off, which is going to be a problem because you got four screaming guys coming at you that are dangerous. But I think that that is where you know the the, the most hay can be made as far as disadvantage. They don't have anything that can answer for Cooper or Beasley, and really, the way Gallup is developing too. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I don't trust whoever is going to be paying attention to Gallup to be able to handle him either because of the people that they have to uh, you know, apply to Cooper and Beasley. All
1: right. So one thing I wanted to ask you really quickly before we move on to the defense, uh, I, today I wrote an article for the athletic, basically laying out a game plan for how I expect the Cowboys to, to beat the Eagles on offense. And what the, I kind of expect the Eagles to do uh, to counter what they saw in week 10. Um, I I don't think the Eagles are going to allow Ezekiel Elliott to control the game like he did last time. In Week 10, Zeke had 19 carries for 157 yards. I'm pretty confident that Jim Schwartz is going to blitz a lot in this game, and I know their secondary uh, is not very good, and the linebackers are poor. Uh, Do you expect Schwartz to blitz a lot? I mean, because that's kind of been his nature as a play caller, right? I think it's tough, you know, because... uh...
0: I think he, yeah, his natural inclination is to try to blitz a lot. But I think if he does that, then Dallas's easy answer there is to spread them out, you know, get everything in front of Dak, and then allow him to kill people with, with the, quick, the quick passing game. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know that, uh, you know, I think I think I think if you look at the stats on on Dak versus the Blitz um in these last few weeks, I mean specifically since Gallup has gotten here, um I mean since Cooper's gotten here, uh I could be wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong, but they've been really good, you know, and he's he's handled the blitz. Much better yes, at least. Yes. And he's handled the blitz quite well. So uh I don't uh, I mean, I think that they may have to, like, because they are in a desperate situation to try to stop Ezekiel Elliott, um, but I don't think that they.
1: I just don't think they want him controlling I, the no, of game course. and
0: playing the same way. They did I, I, last and might as well try nope. it the other way. You know, might as well try to make uh, make uh, Dak beat you. Um, you know, but I I think that Dak is in a much better position to do that. You know, especially we're playing at home. Like, I mean, I, I just feel like. Uh, he's going to f- be in a spot where he is, you know, if they come at him with blitzes, he's going to be able to get the ball out quickly. They're going to have game plans for that, and the, the the way that he's using his hot routes a lot more, is his outlets a lot more. I think that has been, um, you know, a, a key part of the development there, and I think that that's hopefully going to be, uh, you know, what happens now if Dak gets to a point where he is. Um, He's trying to do too much against the blitz. He's trying to, um, you know, they get behind or something, and he's trying to uh, make the plays all on his own and not, you know, could, you know, distributing the ball well. Then, I think that could be a you know potential p- a path for for uh, a loss. But I think that. If the Cowboys are able to just handle the blitz relatively well, he can. He has the, the the players on the outside and in the backfield to beat these guys when they're blitzing pretty well, pretty easily. If he can just make the right read, you have to like the matchups on the outside and the back end for the for the Cowboys. He just got to do it. And I agree with you though. Um, the, your overall point being that. Why would they you know, try to go through back to a similar game plan that didn't work for them last time they played? Why wouldn't they focus on trying to stop Ezekiel Elliott this time? I think you're right. They really don't have anything to lose there. They might as well uh, put the focus on, on him. So I guess my question then becomes, once they start trying to do that, do you spread them out? Do you get them into a 10-11 personnel and then see how they do running the football, dealing with play action, making the defensive linemen... Uh, have to actually take a second to realize what's going on before they get upfield, uh, lest they get hit with a draw, lest they get hit with a just a screen. I mean, this, that's the other thing about this team that's so dangerous, right? Is that we run screens so well, and we run it from a whole right. bunch of different yep. looks that, you know, when you blitz, you better be right, man, because uh, if if we call the right play, and Dak gets the dump off over the top of you, and suddenly Zeke's got the ball in his hands with Tyron Smith and, you know, Sue Philo or whoever out in front of him, uh, you know, it's it's you they don't have the personnel to stop that. You know, like if we get the ball out and around their defensive linemen, Rasul Douglas and, you know, Graham and Bradham and you know Jones, those guys aren't aren't they're not that that's not the answer that the that the Eagles want, uh, with, with Ezekiel Elliott with the ball in his hands ahead of steam and two offensive linemen in front of him.
1: The last thing I want to say about the Eagles defense before we move on is, as you were talking, I was just looking up at the injury report for the Eagles for Thursday. Uh, No Timmy Jernigan, no Jalen Mills, no Avante Maddox, the cornerback safety, no Jordan Hicks, and no Michael Bennett. Um, I kind of expect Bennett to play. I don't think Jernigan's going to play, and those other guys are going to be very questionable at best. So an already beat-up defense defense. Could be without, you know, three or four more starters on Sunday. So just something to keep an eye on the rest of the week. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the, the Eagles offense against the Cowboys defense. After the Cowboys great showing last week, uh, I I almost expect a little bit of a letdown. Not because, uh, you know, they're not going to be pumped up for this game, but how can you ever replicate what you did against the Saints again this week? But, uh Lane, I just want you to talk a little bit about the Eagles' offense. What do you think are some of their strengths? Uh how do you think Carson Wentz is playing this year and uh do you think the Eagles can have a little bit more success on offense than what the Saints did last week or what the Eagles even did in week 10? Um I yeah, I mean I think that you know, you look at what they did
0: uh versus Washington and it looked like they had, you know, kind of started to at least get some things back in the swing, you know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a impressive performance necessarily um, by Philadelphia against a team that you know was uh
1: you know a, a f- they were in a must-win yeah. game right? mean, were, that, that was a must-win game on Monday the, I
0: mean it was absolutely at the same time the team that they were playing was a, a shell of itself and they weren't exactly uh uh you know uh, a powerhouse they to be world on fire, yeah. yeah exactly so yeah. um i i think that I think that what we're looking at is that you know, they beat a team that they had to beat, um, uh, that they were familiar with against a second and then eventually a third, uh, string quarterback. So, um, but you know, they were able to put 28 points, uh, up against a defense that has been solid at, at different points. Um, you know, Carson looked a little bit better, uh, with, with, the, you know, getting over 300 yards and, and, and two touchdowns. Um, I think where, you know, what's what's worked for them, what's gotten them back kind of in this a little bit is they've gotten uh, a little bit more of a running game going again. Because I think that's really where, despite what everyone wants to believe, that's where this team, that team thrives. You know, they were number one rushing yeah, team no, last year. No one wants to talk about that part. You know, they only want to talk about the the, the future of the futuristic aspect of it. But the the thing that was revolutionary about the Eagles is how well they ran the ball last year and how well they married their passing game to their run game. So. Um, right now, they've got a, a, a rookie running back, um, Josh Adams, who's uh, from Notre Dame, um, kind of a bigger guy, a uh, physical guy, um, you know, who is their, I guess. I mean, I, I, did you see on the injury report? I'm assuming he's probably their starter again this week, right? Like, I mean, I, he's had back to back pretty decent performances against NFC uh, East opponents he had 85 yards last year I mean last week against Washington he had uh, 84 against uh, New York the week before that so uh, likely he will get the kind of lion's share of the touches there Um, and so really it becomes about the off their offensive line versus our defensive line and so I think that's really where we're gonna see um, you know what you know how good this defensive line is how good this front seven is I tend to think that the other difference between, and that's positive for the Cowboys, is that the Cowboys aren't going to make the mistake of taking Vander Esch off the field very often. Um, I agree. This time, which is something that happened in the last game. Um, I think I'm expecting Vander Esch to have a much better uh, game this week. Um, but I think, again, all of this, uh, to me, it starts up front with stopping their run game. Because if you can get them into third and long situations, Carson Wentz has been a magician at times and can, you know, and get out and make plays. But I mean the thing where you see him struggle is when situations get tight and when the the chains are long. If he can't break, you know, free and make something happen with his legs, sometimes he can't necessarily make the you know doesn't always make the right decision or make the right throws from the pocket on the third and long situation. So Cowboys have got to find a way. They got to, you know Carson Wentz is an, is an interesting dude, right? He's very Ben 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 uh, Big Ben like, where it, you you, you kind of have to contain him like you do Russell Wilson, but at the same time he could still do it while contained. <laughs> like, yeah. So you got to make sure you uh, close the pocket around him, make him pull the ball down and try to move around, and then once he
1: does that, close in and finish him off. One of the matchups that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Randy Gregory against Jason Peters. Now, Gregory has only played, I think, maybe three games against Peters in his career, but in each Peters game... doesn't want any of this. he able to get pressure. <laughs> Peters doesn't want any of this. No, he doesn't. Yeah. It's a bad matchup for Peters. It also doesn't help that Peters is going in, into this game clearly not going to be 100%, even if he plays. Uh, he did not practice yesterday. He was at practice today, but all reports kind of made it seem like he didn't do very much. Uh, he left Monday night's game, on the. I think it was the last drive of the game. Kind of got his ankle rolled on him. Uh, Peters is a big, big guy. Uh, he's... I mean, he's, he, he, earlier in his career, he's a great athlete. I'm not so sure if he can really bend that much anymore. So if Gregory can get, you know, a couple quick jumps off the line of scrimmage, it wouldn't be a shock if he wins a couple times against Peters because he's just so bendy around that corner in to the fact that he's had success before. So just something to keep an eye on with this one. I, I expect... Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence to have his way with Lane Johnson. I know Lane Johnson's really good. Uh, I know he wasn't necessarily 100% the last time they played, uh, but I'll take Tank over Lane Johnson any day. So just keep an eye on those two edge rushers. Um, And the final thing I want to say before we move on, uh, Golden Tate in the last matchup didn't do a whole lot. I believe that was his first game with the Eagles. It seems like every week they're getting him a little bit more involved. Golden Tate's a player that the Cowboys have struggled with in the past, um, but they've, you know, their their cornerbacks have played well this year. So expect an interesting battle between Anthony Brown and Golden Tate inside in the slot. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our predictions, the best part of the show, <laughs> Landon. I will allow you to go first. Who do you have winning this game and why? I got the Cowboys. I think they're going to win, uh, twenty-four to
0: seventeen. Um, I just think that the defense is playing at a level right now that's really high. The offense, uh, the Eagles' offense, is circling back into shape. But I think uh, right now the the, the, e, the Cowboys' defense is playing at such a high level that they are going to you know struggle to continue to try to score points. Um, and then I, th- I I you know I think Tyron Smith coming back is going to help with the offense uh, significantly um, and I think that this is a much this is a good defense. I don't want to take away from them at all, but I do think that this is not quite the same defense that it was last year and not quite the same defense that we faced last week uh, in the Saints. So I think the Cowboys win they have they're at home, they've got the momentum. Um, And uh, I think that they've got a a defense that's uh, certainly up to the challenge to uh, handling this Eagles offense as it currently is constituted.
1: I'm struggling with this one because I I think Dallas is playing really well. I think they're going to come into this game with a lot of confidence. But at the same time, uh, the Eagles have had a lot of success coming to Dallas and playing. I believe they won four out of their last five games in Dallas. Uh, they know how important this game is for their their season. They need to win it to basically stay alive. The Cowboys may not have the same type of urgency. Um, I, I really think this is going to be a close game, but I'm going to pick the Eagles to win 23-20, to 20, and maybe it comes down to the last drive of the game, and the Cowboys need to get a stop. So I will say 23-20, Eagles. Does, does my pessimism surprise you, Landon?
0: <laughs> no <laughs> your hey, I think is I picked it like Cowboys last couple well, of weeks yeah, right I mean but, but I mean you know if you come
1: back to where you are <laughs> you. <laughs> that's fine that's fine alright that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast follow Leland at McCoolBCB make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Oning uh, they do a fantastic job Make sure you can or you can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. We will see you guys right back here on Monday.